Hello and welcome back to the Callum Sully podcast. This is episode 28. And this one was taken straight from my Shape with Sully membership group. And I had a special guest in, Victoria, who came in to deliver some incredible value on an, a workshop on NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, and its power when it comes to your weight loss and fitness. Very uh, enlightening. Uh, it was a great workshop with a little bit of a Q&A at the end um, from myself and my members. So, is up. I think you're going to like this one. This is episode 28 with my special guest, Victoria Bose. Joined with Victoria. Victoria um, is someone that I know. Um, we are all part of the, the same circles, which is good because it means that everything I stand for and represent, as does Victoria. And um, she's also a personal trainer, and she is going to be um, talking all about NEAT, which for those of you who don't know, stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis, and it's a really, really important tool that you all need to know. For you guys that have done the challenge with me, that's basically what you've been doing every single day for six weeks. You just probably didn't know it as neat. And Victoria's going to go into that a lot more. So, Victoria, hello. How are you? Tell us a bit about yourself before you get in. Yeah. Hey, I'm good. Um, so I worked out I've been a personal trainer for four years. Um, next week. Um, so I qualified September 2018. Um, so... I don't know, still failing your guests to the business four years in. Um, I came from a background of bars and restaurants for 18 years, like that's what I did. Um, obviously, free food, free drink all the time, and I took full advantage of that, shall I say, um, especially being a manager as well. Um, so I got to like a size 18, and I was like pushing that, and at the time, Going back five, six years, you know, it wasn't all these bigger size clothing shops. So that was my pressure point of I need to do something because I can't shop in New Look, Miss Selfridge, you know, next, like it went up to a 16, you were struggling if you went to an 18, like I was shopping in like Asda and stuff. So that was like my pain point of changing who I was at the time. Went through a weight loss journey, lost over about two stone. Within that weight loss journey, I got more of like knowledge of how to lose weight, how to train better. I got myself a personal trainer. Um, and within less than a month of having a PT, I went, I like this job. I'm going to change careers. And so that was like January, February, I booked onto a course. Uh, May, June, I did half of it. And then August, September, I did the second half of it. And that was it. I changed careers. Um, in between in the July um, so it was very fast um, but I've got an absolute passion for this job I love nutrition I, I love the knowledge of just absolutely everything to do with fitness and I delve a little bit deeper in with my clients on a bit more like mindset yes nutrition uh, knee uh, sleep the menstrual cycle going into the whys and the hows so that they will then understand why they're doing something rather than just eat more protein or track your sleep or track your menstrual cycle i go into the why you should do it and why it's important and you know how to kind of spot things that aren't quite right potentially with your sleep your menstrual cycle your mindset thought processes all that kind of stuff um but yeah 
steps and neat is um one of the things i go on about with my clients as well hundred <laughs> percent in fact um for the for a lot of these guys listening most of them if not all came from my six-week challenge which i know you you do something similar the very first task the very first task is get walking steps and that continues to be a theme the whole way and a bit like yourself i like to talk and why that's important many people will be panicked oh, when, when can i get the workouts or where's my shopping list i want to get stuck in my whoa steady guys just get your calorie tracker set up get your step counter on and get outside and get moving that's that's your absolute first mm -hmm. step so i would agree with that now you're going to take us through this presentation talk all about this which i'm very excited about so um i'll let you take over that i'll let you know if i've double checked we can see that here victoria yeah so i'll just share my screen can you see that I can see it on my screen. There's a bit of a delay on the Facebook, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yes, Facebook has got about 20 seconds Good. delay. I know when I do a live into my Facebook group, I'm always like <laughs> wait, waiting for that thing to pop up. I've just had a couple of likes. Yeah, people can see it, so that's good. That's good. Okay, so we all good to go? I believe so. Okay, so how meat can impact your weight loss? Um, like I said, you know, I talk about meat with my clients time and um, I'm massively into step counting I had a Fitbit and um, when I started my weight loss journey and um, before I knew anything obviously before I was a PT and um, I've now got an Apple watch like constantly I love data so obviously tracking all the time um, and I'm always giving clients like fun ways to kind of get their steps in and just increase their neat activity so we're gonna go through kind of what it is so as Callum said, it is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So that's just a fancy way of saying your daily movement, basically. So anything that's not a planned workout, so nothing like that you plan like the gym or whatever, it's just your daily movement. So what you do when you're not sleeping, steps, cooking, cleaning, washing, gardening, like talking with your hands, all this kind of stuff, you know, that is part of your meat. And it makes up around 15% of the calories you burn on a daily basis. On average, obviously, some people got higher step counts than others, but around that number. Um, and it's the easiest thing to manipulate whilst you're trying to increase your metabolism, which is just your daily output of energy. Um, so people talk about metabolism all the time. I had the question the other day, oh, how, how do you speed up your metabolism? Is it by eating breakfast in the morning? No. <laughs> um, so you can't really speed it up. It is what it is. So it's made up of four different components. So the biggest component, component is just you staying alive, which is that bottom bit. BMR, so basal metabolic rate. So literally, you could lie in bed all day and you're going to burn 70% of your calories for the day, you know, easy. Then you've got your NEAT, which is about 15%. Some people, it might go up to about 20%, again, depending on things like step count, how active your job is. Um, and then on the flip side, you know, if you sit down all day and you don't get very many steps in, it can then be reduced. So that's the only thing really in your metabolism that you can uh, manipulate on a daily basis. And the thing that's going to make the biggest impact as well. You've got about 10% that's just digesting food and then that activity in the gym or your workout, that's about 5% of your metabolism. So how can the knee make, help your weight loss? Well, 
like I said, you know, it does make up about 15%. You can manipulate it. So you could get more steps in. You could be more active throughout the day. Um, and then that will massively help because you're burning more calories on a daily basis. And it's so much easier to go out for an extra 30-minute walk than it is to take 200 calories out of your diet. Um, so with NEAT, so we're just going to say steps. Um Without going for like a run, you know, just general steps, just walking around, you don't need to recover. Like you've never been on a walk with the dog or with friends and family and got in and go, oh, I need to lie down. I need a, a big feast. You know, you might have a brew and a biscuit and you feel good to go again. Whereas when you're doing things like exercising in the gym or like a hit session, you know, it takes you a little bit longer to recover. You know, your energy expenditure for the day potentially could go down because you've exhausted yourself. So then that impacts the rest of your day and the rest of your needs, so that non-exercise movement. So cleaning, cooking, tidying. You know, you might be like, oh, I'll do the washing tomorrow. I'll do the hoovering tomorrow. You know, that's neat if you then go in for like a hit session or, you know, you do something high energy. Whereas with a step count, you can increase it over time. So, you know, you might start off with 3,000 steps and then with a few different tips of like, you know, parking further away in the supermarket, going down every aisle, things like that. You can just easily add sneaky steps into your day. Thinking about it without it being an effort, without it being a big chore, like going to the You don't have to really struggle to get an extra 3,000 steps in. And like I said, it's probably hard to do that if Callum said to you, right, can you get 3,000 steps in or can we take 200 calories out of your food? You'd be like, no, don't touch the food. I'll get the steps. A lot easier to do, which is why it's massively beneficial for weight loss as well. So how are the things that you can kind of do to help increase your needs? So these are the things that I kind of um, give my clients as like a not necessarily a list to pick from, but just a few ideas. You know, you can do it exactly how you want. So marching on the spot while the kettle microwave toast is on, you might need to put a post-it note on your kitchen cupboard to remind you to do this because you're probably going to forget. Um, you know, while you're brushing your teeth, you could do marching on the spot. You could do some squats. You could walk around. If you're on the phone for work um, and you work from home, you know, you, every time you're on the phone, walk around the house, they're not going to notice. Um, all these little steps that add up over time, it might be 50 here, 100 there, but they're going to add up over the course of the day. Marching on the spot when the adverts of your favourite TV show are on. I know we watch probably a lot of stuff on like Netflix, Amazon Prime, whatever, but, you know, there's probably something that you watch that still have adverts. Park further away from either work or the supermarket or wherever ever you're going. Um, running errands, obviously, that is going to massively help as well. Getting off like the bus, the tram, the train, either one stop early or walk to the next stop before getting on. You know, make the use of the good weather at the minute, although it has been raining a little bit here. But, you know, think about where the next bus stop is or the tram stop or the train stop um, and see if you can just either walk to the next one or get off one stop early. Especially on your way home, you know, yes, okay, you might not want to get to work all sweaty and awful. But, you know, on the way back, you know, get off one or two stops early, add those extra few steps in. When you go to the supermarket, go down every single aisle. When you go shopping, go up and down all the clothes shops. 
you know, those little steps you're not really thinking about, you're not really conscious about, um, and no one's going to go, oh, she went down the pasture aisle and didn't buy anything. You know, no one's saying that. They'll just genuinely think that you didn't want anything from that aisle. So utilize every opportunity to get those extra little steps in. One thing you can do is set yourself an hourly step goal. So you could say, right, okay, I'm going to do a thousand steps every hour from nine till five. You know, there's your step goal. Yes, okay, you might not get it in up until 12, but then you could go on a lunchtime walk, you know, get a couple of thousand in there, top it up, and then just give yourself um, that little goal throughout the day. Or you could say, by 12 o'clock, I want to have done this many steps. By three o'clock, I want to do this many steps. If you're in work and you've got a job where you sit down, make use of things like Fitbits that buzz you every hour if you've not done your 250 steps or whatever it is, you know, and go to the toilet, make a drink, use the stairs at work rather than the lift. You know, all these little things are just, again, going to add that tiny little bit to your day and make your weight loss journey so much easier. Playing games with, like, the dog, the kids, dancing with the kids, you know, those little things in the house, you just, again, you're not going to notice. You're not going to know that that's what you've done. If you go to the gym, just jump on the treadmill 10 minutes before and 10 minutes after. You know, again, super easy to do. Okay, that's 20 minutes. But 20 minutes, you're probably going to get about 2,000 steps in. Again, if you said, oh, do you want to put an extra 3,000 steps in every day? Or do you want to take 200 calories away from your food? You're going to say the steps. And if you're at the gym anyway, make use of the aircon if your gym's got aircon obviously um another good tip is to get your steps in early in the day then you know you've hit your minimum everything else is a bonus you know there's nothing worse than looking down at your watch at seven o'clock and getting to six thousand steps and your target's ten thousand what are you going to do at seven o'clock i used to have a reminder on my phone at 3 p.m that just said steps and it'd go off at three o'clock i would look what my steps are on and go Right, okay, I've got time now to do something about it. So potentially you could do the same. Find a partway through the day, every single day, check your steps, check it where you are. Are you far away and you're going to have to start doing things? But then you've probably got like three, four hours where you can make that conscious effort of, right, okay, well, I'm going to get up and go to the toilet a couple of times in work and I'm going to, you know, walk around the car park before I get to my car. Or I'm going to go down the stairs on the way home. And when I go to the shop, I'm going to go down every aisle. You know, you can consciously make that effort for the next two to three hours to make sure you hit your goal by the end of the day. Whereas if, like I said, you look down at your watch at 7 p.m. and you're not there, you're not going to get up on the sofa and go for a walk. I mean, I would love it if you did. Um, but let's face it, in reality, you probably settled in after you're getting home from work. The last thing you want to do is go out for an hour's walk. Um, so doing all these little things are going to massively help and set reminders as well, because do not trust that you will do something. We need reminders. I need reminders. Everyone does. Um, I'm just going to grab a quick drink. Oh, no, so, I've just run out of water. A lot of people. You just said that. <laughs> Sorry, go on, say that again. I literally just run out of water as you said that. <laughs> um, so... In a dieting phase, neat down regulates. So this is the thing that you kind of need to keep on top of and make sure you are tracking your steps. So you might have heard the term starvation mode, um, which does not exist. But what happens is when this neat down regulates, obviously the amount of energy you're outputting on a daily basis reduces. 
So you might have gone from, say, 12,000 steps down to 8,000 steps. And like, oh, I'm no longer losing weight on the same calories. And it's not because you've hit starvation mode or you're not eating enough. It's because you've lost 4,000 steps per day. Over time, these compound, and that is where the weight loss is then not happening because you're not burning as many calories. So people find that they have a bit more food, so more energy comes in. They start moving around more and they think that they were just eating too little. But in actual fact, they were just not moving around enough. So weren't in a deficit anymore. So tracking your steps, whether you're in a deficit, a surplus at maintenance is always going to be key because we all love food. Like there's no one out there that says they don't love food. Um, you know, they all we all enjoy it. So we want to eat as much as we can eat. So by keeping your steps high, even when we're not dieting, even in a maintenance phase, it's just going to help maintain your weight um, by keeping that steps up. Plus, obviously, there's loads of other benefits, you know, health-wise of um, getting your steps in. But obviously, here, we're just kind of talking more about dieting and kind of losing weight. So the takeaway points, really track your steps in your daily activity always regardless of what kind of phase you are in monitor trends to look and kind of keep it consistent like i don't want my clients to hit 10,000 steps every single day you know they could do 20,000 one day 5,000 another 7,000 another 12,000 another as long as over time it's on that average, that is perfectly fine for me. We don't do the same every day, especially if you work five days a week. You know, you're not going to do the same on your two days at the weekend. If you know your two days at the weekend are going to be higher steps, then you know that you don't have to do as high in the week or vice versa. You know, if you know you have lazy weekends, you're going to have to do a few more steps during the week. Your body only knows what you do over time, not what you do on one particular day. So as long as your trend over time is on average the number of steps you want to do, then that is perfectly fine. But again, either use your phone, get an app, get a tracker, whatever it is, just monitor kind of where your steps are on a daily basis. And find ways of increasing your need that work for you. So again, going down the aisle at the supermarket, if you've got kids, if you've got dogs, my dog will not let me stay in the house past 10.30 a.m. We have to go out. Um, she's a border collie, so high energy. And unfortunately, in lockdown, I got her into the routine of going out at half 10. She's a routine dog, so we have to go out. So again, you know, get someone else to kind of force you to go out. It doesn't have to be a dog. You know, it could be a friend, a family member. Someone say, hey, you're going out for that walk. You know, find support networks to kind of help you get this activity in. And make it a non-negotiable every day. It's got to be a non-negotiable. It's so easy to do. It's the easiest thing on a dieting spectrum that you could kind of do. It's easier than reducing your food. It's easier than getting on your gym kit and going to the gym. You know, it's the easiest thing that you can do. So just make it that non then that will make the rest of everything else easier because you've got that activity you've got that daily calorie burn so you don't have to drop your food as much and you see the results that you want and then when you finish dieting keeping those steps high will maintain those results which is what people struggle with if you've put all these little ways of getting your extra steps in so you know walking down all the aisles in the supermarket going out for a walk with your friend on the weekend you know, keep those in when you finish dieting and that will keep you at maintenance. And as I said before, you know, set a reminder to check your steps halfway through the day. 
and habits and routines are always going to be key um, for keeping your steps high when dieting. So create those little habits, those little routines, those marching on the spot when you're brushing your teeth, talking on the phone, walking up and down, you know, all these little things will just become ingrained and it'll just become something that you naturally do. And then over time, you'll have to think about doing them because it's just what you do. Um, so hopefully that was helpful and a little bit insightful. Um, that's where you can find me if you want to find anything more about me. Um, but if anyone has got any questions, um, just let me know and I will stop sharing my screen. There we go. Turn the camera back on. I turned it off because um, it was showing free it was showing me, you, and the presentation on the Facebook group. But when I turned the camera off, it put your presentation up on oh, the right. screen. Well, I, so, I, I, I couldn't see my face, so I hope oh, it wasn't. Okay. Uh, Just in case you thought I disappeared <laughs> randomly. No, I was still here. Still here. Um, cool. We've got a couple of people watching, guys. Uh, if you think of some questions that you want to ask, just post in the comments. In the meantime, though, I was going to ask you a couple of things that I think would be beneficial. You mentioned yep. before, and I've actually clipped it on this, uh, some of the, the key points where I thought they were beneficial, because the one thing that was talked about a lot on the on my last six-week challenge, which some of the guys in here were on, was this 1,200-calorie thing. We were talking about starvation mode, and it was really one of the hardest things for people to grasp the concept. And I can understand why, because mm. in so many cases, people think less calories should mean more weight loss. And a couple of times I told people that's too low. You probably want to up those calories. And to, to them, it was mind boggling. It, it, mm. it made no sense. Um, but it was kind of explaining a bit, not as good as what you probably just have in the presentation, which is why that is. Um, and we're talking metabolism stuff and, and again it's all about that need it's because what they don't realize is because they are kind of starving themselves on these low calories their energy mm. output their energy levels are low and therefore the amount of calories they're burning are nowhere near is what it should be so they're now stuck in this sort of plateau bit right mm. so just i know you've already touched this on the presentation but what would you say then to someone who is who wanted to understand that a bit more like well why why can't i go down why do i need to eat more calories if i'm trying to lose weight or why do i need to move more surely it should just be a case of if calories in versus calories out is so such a simple formula then why surely if i'm eating a thousand calories a day am i not dropping two stone yeah so i mean your body is so good at adapting like you know through training through exercise and obviously through calorie restriction as well you know there's been studies done, um, especially the Minnesota starvation study, um, where they actually follow the people around. And you know where the, the drop in the curb, um, people would be asked to cross the road and they purposely walked to a drop in the curb so they didn't have to step down the step and step back up the step. Now, this was in that study. So it goes to show that your body subconsciously stops moving. So what I say to clients is, You'll stop talking with your hands. If you fidget, your body will stop fidgeting. You'll stop blinking your eyes as much. You'll stop rolling around in your sleep because your body isn't getting enough energy. It doesn't want you to die. It's going to look after you. So it's going to try and conserve as much energy as possible. So the little fidgety things that might have been burning two, 300 calories a day, you stop doing them subconsciously. So you're not aware that whether you were doing them or not. 
Um, so like I said, tracking steps all the time, whether whatever phase you're in, is massively beneficial because you know what you did in a maintenance phase, you know what you did in a dieting phase, you know what you're doing, say, like in a building phase. And it's important to kind of see. And as soon as your steps start dropping, you know something is going on. I mean, if a client comes to you and they've not tracked steps before and all of a sudden they're calories and they're not seeing results and then you're trying to explain this to them um depending obviously like what their bmr is and like what calories they need for maintenance you know it's about getting across to that person you know what activity they're doing and anyone that says to me i'm not losing weight on 1200 calories i will be like right well what exercise are you doing what steps are you doing and it is generally like you say the steps are generally low um, or people are not tracking them and I get them to track the steps and it is generally that the steps are low. Um, obviously then, you know, explaining what the metabolism is because people think it's just this this magical thing. Um, and fat, obviously fat burning furnace. Of, yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, I had, of, yeah. I had the question um, yesterday about, oh yeah, so if I eat breakfast first thing in the morning, that'll like kickstart my metabolism. It's like your body's constantly burning calories. Um, so if you're not losing weight on a low calorie diet, your output is not there. So it's then you looking at your output of what is not there. You know, if you're going to the gym, are you really putting in a hundred percent effort? Or are you just going through the motions? Again, that could be the difference in a couple of hundred calories. If you're going four times a week, you know, you could be looking at a thousand calories that you're not utilizing because you're not putting as much effort into your gym sessions, you're not fidgeting, you're not moving around, you're not blinking as much, you're not talking with your hands, you're not getting those steps in. Very easily, you can knock all this energy out. So it's about finding that balance of, yes, cutting calories to get into the deficit, but not then going too low, but then that's affecting your output. So I always say to people, that number is, you know, different for everyone, but it's about finding that balance of, you don't want to go too low. And sometimes it's testing it with yourself. Like I know if I go down to like 14, 1500 calories, I can't go to the gym. I, I don't have that energy. Like, mm. but I can go low on calories. So I've then got to look at steps. Whereas if my food's at like 1800 calories, I can go and smash gym sessions. And it's like, well, what's worth it to me? Well, you know, I want to go to the gym because I want to build muscle tissue, maintain muscle. So it's about finding that sweet spot. And sometimes you've got to experiment and see what happens. Because like you say, lower isn't always better. And people feel that they've hit starvation mode because then they eat more and they move more. And it's not because you were eating too little because weight loss will always occur in a deficit. It's just you mm -hmm. weren't in a deficit. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and something so simple as the way you broke that down is easy to explain but i think it's hard to comprehend because of the what we is the, the diet in the industry for so many decades and stuff and, and what we've uh, established it, it, it it's almost hard to comprehend what you've just said it makes a hundred percent chance but as far as people are aware it's interesting you mentioned that study and just these little things that i wasn't aware of like yeah blinking and i found it very interesting with that study what you mentioned about people choosing subconsciously to not go over the step yeah. and if it, people I, I say this all the time people don't realize your body will not not necessarily both but your body takes shortcuts without you realizing mm. 
Yeah. And I, I would get it all the time. Why, you know, I'm not getting, I'm going to have to leave this challenge. I'm not getting the workouts in. Steady. Listen, the workouts are largely cosmetic. They are going to do yeah. something. But in reality, if you're on a six week challenge, if your goal is to lose weight or more so lose fat, don't worry about that. That's putting stress on the body. We're creating some damage for the muscle tissue. It's those steps. Those steps are the absolute key. And then protein and stuff start coming in. But my very first point to everyone, if people have had a bit of an off week or, or whatever, and I'm sure you probably say the same with, with your clients. I get it a lot, particularly in this group, because it's a bit more flexible. People will sort of phase in and out a little bit, which is cool. We promote that here. Um, that's all good. We've got a whole archive of stuff and people just kind of drop in and take what they need. But the first thing I say to people, I've been on holiday, I've had a really tough, I've got, I'm going to get stuck into everything now. And the reality is, the first thing you tell them, what, what are your steps at the minute? Start doing that again. Start, mm. start walking. Let's get your knee elevated and then we'll start. Because as you said before, if you don't have that energy to start going doing all these workouts to begin mm. with, then you're not really going to do yourself um, any favours. The other thing I was going to ask you about, um, Victoria, was um, you mentioned about those little step pointers. So walking around on your phone or mm. driving to the, the end of the car park so, so you, you can get them in. Is it really that simple then? It, it, because a lot of time if we set a step target, people, oh, mm. I can't, you know, I've had a hard day at work or office workers perhaps that can only sort of do 5,000 steps per day. Um, is it literally a case of just it's those little steps, no pun intended, <laughs> that help that help get it up? Yeah, honestly, like it is those tiny little things. Like I had a day where I felt really ill and I barely did anything, stayed at home, all I was doing was letting the dog in and out the back garden because she's not been for a walk. You know, she's a high energy dog. She probably wanted to go out about a few times. I done 3000 steps lying on the sofa all day. So then no disrespect to other people, but then I see clients that are coming to me saying they've only done like three, 4,000 steps a day. And I'm like, I, I can do that in my house. Like yeah. going up and downstairs to the toilet, letting the dog out, getting up for a biscuit or whatever, you know? So it's like some people are just not trying um when you get to like ten thousand and above then obviously you are trying it's then those little like sneaky steps that you can get in and like i said walking around your house whilst on the phone or just parking a little bit further away you know it's that compound effect it's not that oh you know by going down every supermarket aisle talking on the phone marching on the spot while you're waiting for the kettle in the morning you know that's not going to make a massive difference but if it adds 300 steps to your day today and then tomorrow, and then the day after, is that compound effect. It's like if you put 50p in your bank account every day, you buy oh, 50p is nothing, you know, but then over time it accumulates. And then, you know, you leave it for a little bit. You're like, oh, look at all this money that I've got, you know, but we don't necessarily see it because it's steps, you know, I mean, you could always go, right, okay, I'm going to time myself for a minute. Like how many steps can I do marching on the spot while watching the adverts? I know I walk at a brisk pace and I can get about a thousand steps in every 10 minutes. So if I need to get 4,000 steps in, I need to go out for 40 minutes, you know? So it's like one of those things of, well, okay, so I know I do this in this time and it's just knowing your own limits. Um, one thing I recommended to a client was to get a treadmill at home, just like the treadmill pads that you can get, you know, and then you can kind of create a walking desk. So like the, uh, the little step step thing 
Yeah, I mean, I there's loads of stuff you can do. And like you say, it just compounds over time. And the more you do things, it's habit, it's routine, the more you're going to do them. So if you just naturally get up and walk around and walk on your phone while you're talking, then you're going to do that all the time because it's an ingrained habit. Whereas, yes, you have to force these things at the minute, which is why I said, you know, you might want to put a post-it note on your kitchen cupboard to say, don't forget, march on the spot while you're cooking the tea, whilst you're doing this, whatever it is, you know. And one client takes her washing, puts it on a like a, a kitchen step, and then takes one item, pegs it on the line, goes back, get another item, pegs it on the line to get more steps in, you know. And that was something she thought of. I didn't give her that one. Um, but, you know, just those extra few steps by going getting one piece of item clothing, and then pegging it out, going back to the kitchen, get another one. I mean, obviously, I don't know how long a garden is. But, you know, just those small little things make a big difference. And especially in the summer holidays when you're stuck at home with kids, you know, the more, I mean, I'm not saying do more housework, but, you know, the more things that you can kind of do over time is massively going to help. Well, there you go, guys. That's your, uh, that's your assignment for this week is to go and hang your clothes out bit by bit um instead of taking no, it's, it's super yeah. simple like it's not complicated you don't need any money to do it it's a job that you have to do anyway i've got people liking that so they'll definitely yeah they, they like that they like the sound of that they like the sound that's, <laughs> that's simple enough to be um yeah. and it's so, about making it work for them it's like you know if you don't drive then you're not gonna park in the car park further away you know but most people have an office or a work, I would I would have thought, you know, or even if you're at home with the kids, you know, there's always things you can do. It's just about working out what you can do and then writing them down somewhere and then giving yourself reminders to do them. Because we all say, oh, yeah, I'm going to do all this. And then you forget. Like, I, you think, I think it's this or nothing mentality that people have where they believe, right, okay, yeah. I'm ready. I'm going to do four workouts a week. I'm going to buy some equipment. I'm going to buy loads of food. You know, they, they, they drink two liters of water a day. They, they do so much at once. And then what happens is this thing called life, which runs them straight in the face. It says, well, no, you know, illness, uh, family emergency, work problems, you know, stuff that's mm. going to throw you completely off that. So then what happens, I find, is that people, because they can't give it all, they just stop and go, oh, I'll, I'll start next month. Lad. And, and like people waiting for that perfect time, which, as we know, never comes. You know, mm-hmm. I tell people, you plan out the, the whole year. We do a, an annual map out session here. And one thing I said at the start was plan out your calendar and, first of all, put in the national holidays that you know are going to get in your way, that we're aware of, right? Easter, Christmas, we've got a bank holiday weekend coming up, okay? The last one of the summer, Halloween, then put in your own personal ones, birthdays, weddings, this and that. And then I get them to do a third task, which is now putting the things that could happen, illnesses, losing your job, cost of living, all these things, and then have a contingency plan in place. I tend to find that if people just adapt, like you just said, to the situation they're in, it's better to do something than, than give up because you can't do everything you know everyone wants that perfect environment to to smash the goals when in reality it just doesn't work that way you just got to adapt even for us we're gonna have things that kind of throw up in our in our face and you know happen without us knowing you know and it's about that um hierarchy and your priority like i say to clients sleep for me is at the top 
everything else is out the window. Sleep is a thing that I always look after as much as I can, regardless of anything else. Sleep is at the top of my priority list because I know how it affects my hunger, my tiredness and everything else. You know, I can't get my steps in and I want to eat more if I'm tired. So sleep's at my top of my priority list. Steps and food, calories are probably like the next thing. Um, interchangeable depending obviously where I'm at and what phase I'm in but I would say that they're probably on par with each other so sleep at the top steps and calories that is it that is my priority list everything else just falls by the wayside if I wake up I've had a good night's sleep I make sure I get my steps in sort my food out for the day that that's it and it's just about knowing that you don't have to think oh I've got to do a workout I've got to do some meditation I've got to do some yoga I've got to do some stretching and I've got to whatever else is on your list you know it's about knowing what your priorities are what you need to personally prioritize like some people need to prioritize self-care because they're a mum that's looking after family kids you know and if they don't get 10 to 20 minutes downtime per day they can't be the best version of themselves for somebody else you know because you're a mum you're looking after everyone so self-care could be at the top of your list you know having a bath every evening like shutting the door locking it you know candles music relaxing getting that downtime and it's about knowing what your priorities are and then everything else can fall apart or you could add things to it when things are going good i think that's a better way of looking at it it's funny you said that i've actually got um one of my members watching now angela she did exactly what you just said um what stress of work and stuff but what she decided to do is put a face mask on while she started to tidy the house and get some jobs done and she left it on because she completely forgot she was wearing it crack cracking on um and she did post in the group last week actually that well a face really like it, it you know she was combining something that was yeah and relaxation and putting it attaching it to something that you know mm -hmm. let's face it it's considered a chore that we might not um so i guess uh, like you said even then you can add even if it's not at the top of your priority add things together mm -hmm. i i say a lot yeah. music music is soul or true right if there's stuff I don't want to do, I'm on my Alexa. I've got some my favourite songs on, and I'll suddenly get motivated. Before you know it, I've got my yellow, my yellow gloves on, and I'm I'm blitzing the whole house. And I didn't even want to wash the parts, but it's just because I attach something yeah. that is a form of self care to something. And I guess that can be done on a larger scale, like you say, when it comes to exercise and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's just about habit stacking, like you say, putting a couple of things together, like what's something that you do already and then adding something that benefits that or makes it better so anytime like i'm meal prepping or cooking some food like batch cooking i'll put like a podcast on like yes it's probably informative and fitness based but it's more of a funny one rather than like a serious one so i'll be like having a laugh learning understanding whilst i'm doing that job you know so i'm doing a couple of things at, at once you know when it's about just finding what works for you really yeah so victoria um i know you mentioned on the slides before uh, where can people follow you uh, where can they go and find you now to go and search you out okay so my name is victoria boast and it's pretty much that on everything um so instagram just at victoria boast um i think my page on facebook is victoria boast personal trainer because obviously that's what i set it up as um and my website is just victoriaboast.co.uk kept it super simple um i've got a very unique name anyway so uh, i don't think there's many of us out there 
So oh, hopefully well, you come across me and nobody else. What about your TikTok? Because I'm still always uh, reluctant with my TikTok at the minute because I don't feel bad. It's the same. I think I've just bit, got it so... as at Victoria Boast. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. TikTok is one of those things. I If I go on it, I will lose like half an hour of my life. So I purposely try not to go on it because I don't go on it. I don't really see what's going on and what the trends are and stuff. But I do post things now and again, um, just not very often. It's not, again, it's not top of my priority list, you know clients emails instagram facebook lives and then tiktok's like way down at the bottom <laughs> i'm the same but for same YouTube. With youtube that's way down yeah yeah there you go youtube i can i can literally spend i'm free yeah, i was in three in the morning i'm like what have i even been watching and it's not even anything relevant yeah. i'm suddenly watching a video what would happen if you fell into jupiter why am i but I, <laughs> in and I'm, I'm hooked <laughs> i'm sat there like oh. um, anyway thank you very much victoria for coming in um i appreciate it um sorry there wasn't that many this evening um but i will um when they watch this back i will get them to comment if they have any questions for you or if you want guys you can yeah. go and ask her directly head to the social media um or i'll have details for it again she's in my my pt circle so she's a trusted yeah. A trusted source from me <laughs> put it that way um cool thank you very much victoria hopefully um these guys got some great value from that which i'm sure they did because i did and um yeah i i will be speaking to you uh, again soon i will post this clip on guys um i'll set i'll post a high quality clip later for replay as well uh, and you will also be able to find this in audio format on the console podcast um, on Spotify, iTunes, etc. If you would prefer to listen to this um, in audio, cool. All right. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. All right. Well, take care. Bye.